Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hey, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with your Blue White Breakdown for Wednesday, February 23rd. I've got four talking points from the start of the week in Penn State football. First one, and something to know going back to the start of the offseason, Penn State continues to be in pursuit of a defensive end in the NCAA's transfer portal. Another name that emerged this week was Georgia Tech's Jordan Dominic, according to Ryan Snyder from Blue White Illustrated. Dominic joins TCU's O'Shawn Mathis and UCLA's Mitchell Agudi as names to monitor as they start going through the decision-making process. What's clear here is that Penn State's very much in the market for a veteran defensive end to add to that rotation. The Lions are losing Arnold Ebikati and Jesse Lucchetta from that group, which leaves a large experience gap on the roster, also leaves a pretty large void when it comes to pass rushing and leadership as well. James Franklin has plenty of guys that he likes coming back in that rotation, but many of those players are still relative unknowns who haven't achieved that much on the football field. Certainly adding a veteran to that group would help keep it afloat, bring some leadership and experience, and help some of those young guys come along over the course of the 2022 season. I'm not sure anybody from this current group on the roster right now and from the group of players that Penn State is currently looking at in the transfer portal can quite replace what Arnold Ebicati brought to the table and what Jesse Lucchetta brought to the table with his ability to rush the passer, his ability to drop into space, uh, play defensive end, play linebacker, play all over the defense with that versatility role. It's a tough role to play, and Jesse Lucchetta was uniquely equipped to do it. I think he's uniquely equipped to play that role for an NFL defense, and I think we're starting to see his stock rise as far as that goes. Uh, Penn State, with that, what they did with Arnold Ebicati, who came from Temple, led the team in sacks and tackles for loss last year, was a very consistent force who beat opposing tackles with power, speed, quickness, had some good bend off the edge. Uh, He was able to validate his skill set, which you started to see it at Temple. He makes a jump into the Power 5, into the Big 10, and he did it at that level too. Uh, What it does is I think it helps Penn State's sales pitch when you're looking at these three players, Mathis, Agudi, and Jordan Dominic, to try to lure them in and be able to promote what they're able to do for him with John Scott Jr. and the work that they did with Arnold Epicati. That sales pitch could be key because the transfer portal Certainly isn't becoming less important as the years go on here. Uh, So that sales pitch, uh, I think they're likely going to need a very, very good sales pitch. In a couple of these cases, Penn State is not viewed as the favorite to land uh, a transfer defensive end. They'll still work on it, and I think they'll still try to keep getting to the finish line with any of those three players. And we could even see another name or two pop up along the way. And uh, that's what happened with with Dominic over the weekend, made his intentions to transfer known as we get through spring practice and maybe players start to see that a change of scenery is going to benefit them. We could see some more names and Penn State clearly will remain in pursuit with the goal of coming out of this offseason cycle, maybe with at least one veteran defensive end. Looking at the same position, talking point number two is Deny Dennis Sutton, who's a true freshman who will be arriving later this summer. And the the big question that Bob Flanders asked on Penn Live is that could this kid be a year one impact player in this Penn State defense? As I mentioned before, it's a rotation that lost Arnold Ebicati, it lost Jesse Lucchetta, 
It has some questions beyond that with the group coming back. Uh, Nick Tarburton is back. Really solid year. First time he was healthy since he uh, transitioned from linebacker to defensive end. You saw that. You saw what he was able to do, especially when it came to defending the run. Adisa Isaac, his injury kind of opened the door for Nick Tarburton to play a bigger role than he's ever played before. He sat out the 2021 season. As we sit here today, we got to assume that he's close to 100% and we see him back on the field. Very, very talented player that everybody close to the Penn State program had raved about previously before the injury. Let's hope he's able to get back on track and be the same player um, post-injury that he was pre-injury. Two other guys who are candidates to make a big leap, guys who can certainly, and, and the expectation going into the spring would be that they make jumps in the rotation, Zariah Fisher and Smith Vilbert are both prime candidates to do that. Zariah Fisher started to emerge a little bit late in the 2021 season. He's a young player with a bright future. Again, started his career at linebacker. Smith Vilbert, long, athletic kid, 6'6", about 250 pounds. You started to see what he's capable of doing late in the season as well. No matter whether Penn State does or doesn't bring in a veteran to play that defensive end position, you should probably see both of these guys in that four or six deep rotation. Uh, two other names to watch who are young guys on the roster right now, redshirt freshman Devon Townley Jr., who was a four-star in the 2021 class, and Rodney McGraw, who was a three-star from Indiana in that class. They redshirted last year. Again, capable of making some leaps. They they kind of fit that Penn State prototype in that 6'5", 250-pound range. Looking at Denai Des Sutton, though, uh, he already makes the grade from a physical standpoint. Got a good muscular frame, good length. He's listed on Penn State's National Signing Day review at 6'5 and 255 pounds. He also emerged late as a five-star player across the board. Uh, he, he rose late in the cycle with, his, um, with what he was able to do at the All-America Bowl after his senior season. He compares very favorably at this time in his career to what Yitor Grossmatos was coming out of Virginia in 2017 at the stage of, same stage of his career. Both physically mature as high school seniors, both emotionally mature too. I think that's one thing that's that's one of the sneaky strengths of Denai Dennis Sutton is he is a very mature, very professional-looking player. I think he follows the same path as Yitor Grossmatos, who he was a year one impact guy. It was in the rotation then. You didn't see him really explode onto the scene, but he played a lot of high quality snaps and he positioned himself very well to make a leap in year two. I would expect something very, very similar from Denai Dennis Sutton. He will be in that rotation in year one, in my opinion, and then really able to spread his wings and fly as a sophomore in 2023. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Shifting to Penn State's coaching staff, we've seen several announcements along the way in the offseason of analysts coming on board the Penn State staff to bring some experience, to bring uh, some knowledge, and with the hopes that there could be some upward mobility going from an analyst role to something on field, something as part of the coaching staff. Um, Sean Fitz from Lions 247 is reporting the latest name is Frank Leonard, 
who was last at Colorado State, a real college and pro coaching veteran. He worked with Phil Troutwine at Boston College. He also worked with James Franklin in the mid-2000s when Franklin was the offensive coordinator at, at Kansas State. Uh, one thing's for sure is that this Penn State offense does need to be analyzed. It's a group that ranked 13 out of 14 teams in the Big Ten in rushing last year, number 118 nationally in that category, and had zero 100-yard rushers, which is almost unheard of for the way that this Penn State offense has operated. Uh, ranked number 90 in scoring with 25 points per game, number 82 in total offense for yardage, and number 77 in pass efficiency. This group will go into year two with Mike Yurcich calling the plays, and there's a lot still to be sorted out, which is where a veteran coach like Frank Leonard, whose experience is in that tight ends offensive line uh, category, which should figure to um, lend itself to helping to diagnose and improve a lack of a viable rushing attack. Uh, we've covered that a lot of times. There's plenty of blame to go around when it comes to the rushing game struggles. I'm not sure they had a real workhorse back on the roster last season, which I think changes with the arrival of Nick Singleton, the true freshman from Governor Mifflin High School, who's on campus right now. He enrolled in classes in January. The offensive line also didn't really get the job done. Not a lot of, of big rushing lanes to be had. And then you didn't have running backs who were capable of making their own way or making the most of a small crease. So you could have some changes on both fronts. Frank Leonard will help to analyze. I think in all kinds of ways, more help needs to be provided for Sean Clifford, who will go into his fourth year as Penn State starting quarterback. He needs to have more time to throw. He needs uh, the right weapons. He needs um, support in the running game behind him and from the offensive line in front. It's a whole synergistic thing that they just didn't have in good rhythm last year, especially in, on the running game front. I would also say that running game aside and, and offensive analysts aside, this offense can definitely benefit from Sean Clifford playing at a higher level and a more consistently high level from one week to the next. You saw some really, really good things early in the 2021 season. And then when Sean Clifford got hurt uh, at Iowa, he, he missed some time. He came back. It wasn't really the same player, was dealing with a lot of injuries, keeping him healthy, keeping him upright, and allowing that, that three or four game sample to start the 2021 season to play out over the course of 12 games. Could be a big step in the right direction. They've got a veteran voice now to help try to diagnose and fix everything that was going wrong with the Penn State offense. But I think uh, going into a second season with Mike Yersich, a full season worth of experience working together with Yersich and Clifford and James Franklin, they can find some kind of rhythm to the offense that was seriously lacking, especially in the second half of last season. One analyst doesn't really change much about this, but I think just another good, solid voice in the room, a good career football man can help Penn State start to sort out some of these issues. Last talking point for this edition of the Blue White Breakdown, uh, Curtis Jacobs and Tyler Elsden, two Penn State linebackers, got a chance to talk about first-year defensive coordinator Manny Diaz. They spoke with reporters as part of the THON fundraising weekend. Jacobs said it's been great getting to know Diaz, who arrived as previously the head coach at the University of Miami. Jacobs added that he's learned a lot from Diaz in just a couple months so far. And then he knows he has to be the guy who relays Manny Diaz's messages. 
uh, playing that linebacker position, getting everybody lined up, and him being the only starter returning from that group all adds to Curtis Jacobs being an extremely important player on this Penn State defense, whether they got a new coordinator or not, which they did. Tyler Elsden is another player. He's a contender to grab a spot, certainly on the two-deep rotation, but it looks like at the, the middle linebacker position and on the strong side of the field that uh, there, there could be jobs up for grabs, and Elsden is a candidate for that. He said that he had some initial reservations. He was recruited by Brent Pry, had a good relationship with him, uh, played under him for the first couple seasons on campus. But he said Diaz has been, his words, awesome and made it clear that Diaz cares about the players on this team and their families, saying that everybody got a phone call from Manny Diaz at some point. So there does appear to be some trust building on that Penn State defense so far, which is a good step in the right direction. Uh, I think it's a big deal also to be working together in a positive way going into spring practice, which starts here coming up in the next few weeks. Diaz inherits a few questions along the defensive line, losing both his ends. He does have P.J. Mustafer coming back and have to round out that defensive tackle rotation, also losing Derek Tangelo from that group. So that's three out of four starters total across that front. Two out of three linebackers are gone. Uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, veteran cornerback, is gone, as is senior safety Jaquan Brisker, who's off to the NFL. So you've got a lot of shoes to fill. Uh, looking certainly at that linebacker position where where Manny Diaz will have more hands-on uh, coaching to do there. Brandon Smith and Ellis Brooks both declared early for the NFL draft, so looking for some new starters. Probably some young guys, some young faces, including Tyler Elsden, are candidates to see the field pretty early. The hard work to get on the same page with them and coach them up so they're ready for the opportunities ahead. It begins now and should be made easier by the relationships that they appear to be building in Manny Diaz's first few weeks on the job. Stay tuned here to the Blue White Breakdown through the transfer portal process, the start of spring practice, all through the recruiting uh, period, which is going to heat up this spring with visits happening. Spring practice is coming soon, and we'll be with you the whole way through it through the offseason as we head toward the 2022 season. We'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.